Salisbury. The Native American name for Salisbury was Weatag, which means place of the dwelling. Twin Lakes was known to the Native Americans as Wahining, which meant laughing water, and Washini, which meant smiling water. According to the legend, two daughters of a Native American chief who ruled the tribes between the Housatonic and Hudson Rivers lived here. Suitors travel, traveled far to seek the maiden's love, but all were rejected. During a tribal war, a young warrior was captured and brought to the lake to be tortured. The sisters befriended him, loved him, and tried to get him released. He refused, and on the evening before his execution, the girls went out on the lake and were never seen again. There is more to the story of these lakes. There are limestone caves in the region. Jack in the pulpit cave is very difficult to enter. There is a marble opening in the 612 foot cave. The visitor can get lost in here easily. This limestone cave was discovered during the Civil War era by a man looking for his dog who went in but never reappeared. In the cave of the bashful lady found in this area, the, the Glowacus the story about a certain creature that appeared there. It is said uh, that the members of the Spelunkers Club of New England in 1939 entered the cave and killed this creature. Apparently the creature has had sought refuge here. Examination of the beast revealed it was a cross between a bear and a lynx. The creature measured three feet and weighed 90 pounds. What happened after that is not reported. Battlefield place in 1676 during King Philip's War. It was fought in the northeast corner of town where the Native American trail from Stockbridge to Kent once traveled. Mount Riga, the ghost town of Mount Riga is just north of the area and it is 2,000 feet high. This town prospered from the iron industry. There was once a great iron furnace here, but now the cellar halls are covered with dirt and forest growth. This was America's most important furnace in its heyday. Swiss and Russian immigrants worked here before the American Revolution. They mined the brown hematite ore and turned it into iron. This town created iron for the Revolutionary War. Many of the cannons, sabers, and the anchors of the frigate USS Constitution were forged here. In 1802, a mysterious stone bombardment occurred in town. The stone that fell from the sky was called Lithobolia. On November 8, 1802, around 10 p.m., and for four succeeding evenings, Stone, wood, charcoal, and strange mortar never seen before fell on Mount Riga. No explanation has ever been given. The name comes from the people who lived here. The Swiss called the place Rigi and the Russians called it Riga. In 1847, the furnace became silent and the workers walked away from the town, letting nature reclaim the mountain. However, that is not the end of the story. The old, those old abandoned places were soon occupied by strange short people and no one knows where they come from, but they spoke a different language, taught to be uh, Haitian deserters. 
and believed to have supernatural powers. They were called Rakis. One day, these dwellers also walked away and left Manuriga. The place remains uninhabited today. Saybrook. Saybrook was once a huge town. In 1632, this town encompassed uh, 40,000 acres. Many towns were part of this area, including Lyme, Chester, Westbrook, SS, Old Saybrook, Old Lyme, Deep River, Clinton, and Killingworth. In Saybrook, in 1632, Governor Van Twiller of New Netherland purchased this area and nailed a Dutch coat of arms to a tree. During the Narragansett and Mohegan War era, there was a Native American village at the place called Trading Cove. This, this was where the Mohegan tribe and the settlers in Saybrook traded goods. This village was often abandoned during the time it existed due to the constant attacks from the Narragansett tribe. Old Saybrook, also known as Seabrook, between 1635 and 1636, was one place that Pequots kept attacking. The settlers built Gardner's Fort on Saybrook Point for protection against the tribe. It was not only the Pequots that kept attacking the fort, it was also constantly attacked by the Narragansetts. The Native American village here was called Pashbeshauki in, in 1614 when Adrian Black visited. This area was a battlefield often. The Dutch attacked here in 1600, the Pequot attacked here all through the 1600s, uh, and the British attacked here in 1814. In 1647, a second fort was built near the mouth of the Connecticut River in Old Saybrook. It was built of wood, like many structures at the time, and was destroyed by fire in the same year. A new fort was built at the new Fort Hill. Ruins of this fort can be found. There's a rock here left by the glacier, but with strange carvings on it. No one knows or why these markings were made. Sharon was a Native American village found at the foot of Indian or Pakanak Mountain or Waikwadnah Pond in the northwestern part of town. There is also a Native American burial site on the Webotak River. This was the old factory site of Hotchkiss and Sons, who made rifles, cannons, and bullets. Shelton was called Quorum by the Native Americans. In 1673, there were two Native American forts here. One was west of the Housatonic River, the other on Fort Hill. There is also a Native American well here, thought by tribes to be over 100 feet deep. It is part of the gorge on Hasatonic River, about a mile from the dam on the Shelton side. South Windsor is the site of the Native American fort called Wapping. Along the Connecticut River between the Scantic and Padnak rivers, is a Native American camping ground and burial site of the Padang tribe. Many relics have been found here. This is considered one of the most notable campsites in the state. Northeast of the Native American village is an active sand dune on Route 15. It is one of the largest in the state. Lake Compounds. In this area, 
uh, of lake compounds. A cache of perfect jasper arrowheads was discovered in 1882. It was actually considered a very lonely place by the Native Americans. There was an old trail found here and relics from long ago eras were discovered, including arrowheads and pottery. There are abandoned encampments and burial grounds. This was the ancient source of the Quinnipiac River and at one time white and goldfish lived here. They are now extinct. Stamford. Stamford was also known as Ripuwams, meaning a river that forms a double harbor in Long Island Sound, or Tequams. The rip effect called Ripuwam from the Connecticut River creates a double harbor in Long Island Sound. Why am I talking about it? It's because in Right there, in 1644, the Dutch destroyed and slaughtered Native American village here. Also, the Revolutionary War, Stamford Ford remains can be found on the West Overload. Due to the Ripuam effect, there have been many shipwrecks here. In 1915, the steamer Isabel was shipwrecked at Shippen Point, Stratford is another side of a battle in the Pequot War. There was a meteorite landing here in 1974. Stonington. There is a pirate treasure on Abigail's Island in the mouth of the Mystic River near Lambert's Cove in Stonington Harbor. Again, this treasure is said to be buried by Captain Kidd. The story is that in 1699, Captain John Harlan a Stonington resident at Wampasset Point is said to have stored goods stolen by Kidd and harbored two of his crew members in Stonington. The town was attacked by the British in the American Revolution in August 1755. The British frigate Rose bombarded the town. The fort on this river in the War of 1812 was called Fort Rachel Thompson. So Thompson was also a site of a Native American fort called Quinetasse. And again, whenever there is a fort or Native American village of military encampment, I think it goes without saying that those are prime areas to explore for treasure hunters. Another town called Trumbull. So in Trumbull, yellow copper was mined. The first topaz ever found in the United States was here as well. Native American relics were found in the region, mainly arrowheads, which may mean a battle was fought in this area. Another interesting place is called Voluntown. Voluntown is a place, it's an area uh, that has never been found and where no one lives. It's actually the, this particular place in Voluntown is called Hell Hollow. It is said that whimpering cries I heard are heard here and there is a legend that might support the story. An Narragansett warrior and family were fleeing from the British during King Philip's war. The soldiers caught up with the family and killed them all except the wife. She escaped 
to this area, but could not control her grief at the death of her children and husband. And her cries gave her hiding place away to the soldiers who found her and killed her. There are abandoned cellars in the area. People tried to live here, but the cries quickly drove them away.